Welcome in, everybody, live from Exploria Stadium. I am your host here on the Post Game Show, uh, Austin Robillard with Messi and Co. and Five Reasons Sports. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can see you all behind me taking it all in still. The 1-1 draw for into Miami as they took on Orlando City uh, for the first time since the League Cup match where they absolutely dominated. Miami still, though, no luck here in Orlando. They have never won in Orlando. They've drawn a couple times. They've lost other times. And tonight was much better. Let's bring in Ashley here. Ashley, oh, what a game. Very intense, very tight, very even. Um, and a lot of times when games are even, it doesn't always show on paper. But this one, from the eye test and the numbers-wise, you know, it, it was a very even and very well-contested match. What are your thoughts on this into Miami side without Lionel Messi, without Sergio Busquets, without Jordi Alba? And, and give me everything you thought about what, what you saw tonight from, from these guys. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I think it was a really good effort by the team. You know, it was it was a game where all of the cards were stacked against Inter-Miami, you know, the, the big three out and uh, away at our rival against a team who's second in the East, really playing great, great, soccer and yeah we we managed to get a point and even you know in the second half of the game almost looks like we we could have come away with three points but overall it was it was sloppy it was messy there there no pun intended there you know there were some areas for improvement for sure but overall getting a point on the road with not your you know best 11 is is, is something pretty good yeah, I, I definitely agree. And, and Dixie Dunn here says, is playoffs still possible? And, and, you know, with this game tonight, not having Messi, Busquets, and Alba, not having those three, you know, star players playing four homegrown academy players, they don't come in here and lose. And to answer Dixie Dunn's question as vaguely as possible, playoffs are one million percent still possible one million percent and i i can kind of give you the numbers really quickly before i introduce everybody to the handsome gm um 14th place into miami sit right now on 29 game played and they have 32 points right now ninth place new york city fc which is the final playoff spot have 37 points but 31 matches played so miami have two games in hand on new york city fc which actually means they do control their own destiny right now because if Miami were to win out, they would, numbers-wise, have more points than New York City FC if they were to lose out. No other team um, other than New York Red Bulls really uh, would give them a run for their money considering that they're kind of closer in, in win total. But for the most part, no. Uh, Inter-Miami will have the tiebreaker over any other team if they are to win out because of their games won. So, as it stands, Miami still control their own destiny. If they went out, they will be a playoff side. But I think we can all agree that with the lineup tonight and what we were hearing early on in the week, this was a game that came right before a U.S. Open Cup final, and the club's focus is on the U.S. Open Cup final, and I think that we all agree uh, rightfully so. So uh, let's hear from one of our amazing podcast sponsors, uh, Laco Azura, and we'll go ahead and introduce Gian and get his thoughts. 
If you are ready to transform your backyard into a haven of relaxation and luxury, look no further than our amazing podcast sponsor, L'Aqua Azura Pool Services. With over 20 years of industry experience, L'Aqua Azura is a name you can trust when it comes to services, equipment repairs, and restoration for all things pools. If you're looking in the South Florida area for your pool to be serviced on a month-to-month basis, L'Aqua Azura boasts an impressive five-star rating on Google reviews, and it's a testament to their dedication to the customer satisfaction and top-notch service. Also, if you mention Messi & Co., you will get your first month of pool service absolutely free. So don't wait. For pool service, patio renovation, or more, call them now at 954-793-7206 and get a free quote for any project. Thanks, L'Aqua Azura. All right, Gian. Rapid fire. Give me your thoughts. What did you see tonight from Inter Miami in this one-one draw with Orlando without Messi just gets an album? Uh, I thought, given the circumstances, it was an excellent game for Miami. <laughs> I think that you don't have your leaders again. Uh, Busquets, Alba, and Messi. You're playing in a hostile environment, playing against a very tough second seed Orlando team that wants revenge because you whoop their butts in League's Cup. And it's, I mean, despite that, all in all, it's always going to be a tough game playing in Orlando. It's an in-state rivalry. So the fact that you were able to get one point or get leave with a point and still not drop, you know, you drop two points in theory, but in reality, at least you're coming up with a point that's still very much important in this playoff push. You're only five points behind New York City, whom you actually play the very next match after the U.S. Open Cup final. So you, you're actually are able to kind of stay somewhat within striking range of New York City. You still got five games left in total for the League's Cup, uh, not League's Cup, sorry, for the for the season. So I think all in all, given what we went through, through the adversity of, of being three men down, including not, not only that, but Farias. We also were without one of our top players in Farias. So, man, excellent by the, by the team. I, I'm super happy. I'm... Uh, they almost pulled off a win, just a very unlucky bounce there when uh, Taylor tried to to take the ball away there, lands right in front of the, the, the goalkeeper for Maguire to finish it. So other than an unlucky play, I think, man, we almost came out with the win there. And you can't you can't have asked any more from this team. I'm really proud of them, like extremely proud of this team. Um, it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was it was an, a really good game for them, given the circumstances. So with all that said, um, we see it a little bit differently. I, I, I must say, I'm not going to say I'm not proud of the team for doing this without, you know, those three guys and coming into this environment and, and get, getting a point. But I do think that there were some highlight performers for Inter Miami and some low light performers for Inter Miami tonight. And, and I think that should be addressed. But I want to hear from you guys first. Give me your highlight player and your low light player for Inter Miami tonight. Who do you think contributed the most to the team? Who do you think really um, kind of put the effort in that was – more than just expected and who was the one that also kind of let you down a bit and didn't really contribute the way that they should have actually I'll start with you yeah for sure uh I think that my standout player was Ruiz he played with so much heart he got the goal he was really running 90 100 yards back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and just 100 yards what am I speaking like it's a football field but you know what I mean just running up and down the pitch playing with his heart on his sleeve and 
did what they what he needed to do. He did get a yellow card, but he managed to stay in the game and not, you know, go too far with his emotions, was able to play really smart. So, yeah, and he's so young. He's a homegrown for sure. My highlight, my low light, um, there were a couple, but I would say, you know, Aviles was a low light in the fact that he always plays that way where he is, you know, brave in his challenges and he goes, you know, he's a little more aggressive than not. But it was really bad situational awareness because you're playing, you know, you're down your best players. You have a you have a shorter or a less amount of players available. You are in a hostile environment against a good high scoring offense. And, you know, within the 30 and within the first 25 minutes, you you're giving the ref probable cause to to send you off with two yellow cards. And so whether you agree or not with every single foul that's that you're getting called for, you have to have situational awareness and be able to stick around with your team and everything like that. And, you know, he, he was a huge liability as the game wore on in the, in the first half. And obviously he rightfully got subbed off. He needed to, but yeah, I wish, I just wish he he played with a little bit more maturity. Yeah. I I think that for me, there are a couple of highlights. One is Robert Taylor. I think Robert Taylor played excellent, man. There was so much asked from him in this game and you saw how exhausted he was when he got subbed out man they you, you had him playing as a left wing back you had him playing on defense which he basically was just mirroring i think their right back their entire time and, and that's when he would he was just so smart he knew when to play up he knew when to kind of shadow their their right wing and follow follow them on the attack and make sure he was part of the defense he was part of the attack he was generating plays do i mean he was all over the place and i'm I, I just think he had an incredible game. I think Campana had a really good game as well. He had he's one of the ones that created a few opportunities for Inter Miami to score. Uh, he would come down and help in the midfield. He took balls away. Man, I think he played an excellent game as well. And I mean, I, with just not much going on on the offensive end, he was uh, a, a, a shining light in that aspect. And then. On the opposite end of the spectrum, a low point I think was Joseph. I, I unfortunately don't didn't understand what he was trying to do. There are a lot of times where he would kind of slow a play down. He would get the ball, and instead of seeing, instead of playing what he sees, he's he's got a guy on the right, he's got a guy on the left, or whatever it may be. He wouldn't. He just took too long to make that pass. He tried to make an extra cut in or or stop the ball, and I think that that killed us a bunch of times. There was it actually did create some um some counterattacks at the same time uh, other than that one play where Campana put an excellent ball into Joseph who made the sh- made the shot and then we had the rebound which resulted in the Ruiz goal other than that there was not much coming from from him we saw that there, I mean obviously I'm not going to compare you know him to to Farias but you saw the difference like a huge difference so i think that that continues to be kind of the, the sticking point for me as far as joseph i'm not sure what his role is anymore moving forward but all in all uh solid performance there, there are a lot of players that did really well in this game played their played their part and all in all great group effort yeah i'm gonna try and pick two players outside of what you guys said because I, I think for the most part i do agree with a lot of what you said including uh, especially the joseph martinez one uh and david Ruiz as well but I, I want to highlight Noah Allen. I, I thought that him in this third played a hell of a game. Yeah, I, I thought he played a fantastic game. He was very composed. 
He has become very positionally aware on and off the ball from the back. Orlando in the first half were putting a lot of pressure uh, on into Miami and having them hold the ball in their own half. And it seemed like Noah Allen was making a lot of the right decisions a lot of the time. And I also want to you know, kind of highlight what he was doing passing-wise and trying to go forward. There were times where I saw him connect with other players and, and sticking the ball through the middle and trying to progress the ball because it seemed like without Farias there, they, they struggled to really feed Campana and Joseph at times in areas where they can be threatening. It seemed like Miami struggled to just shift their possession from the back in the middle third to the front third, unless it was a, some sort of a breakaway. And I thought that Noah Allen put in a lot of effort tonight from that third center back role uh, to go ahead and, and do that. And the low light for me, on, and this is really harsh. I, I, I will say this is really, really harsh. Uh, and it's just because my expectation has gotten extremely high, and it's what I wanted to see from him in this game given the lineup, Benjamin Kromeski. He is kind of a player that I was hoping to go ahead and, and have the role of being that connector and using his technical ability on and off the ball, moving, swaying defenders one way or another to get passes to the front line, to make sure they can get chances or, or even connect the wingbacks when they wanted to attack. Um, for me, I don't think that he did enough. And unfortunately, he did cramp there at the end and that's where you saw Victor Ujoa come on. Uh, but I wish I, I saw a little bit more from Benjamin Kameshki, uh tonight. But all in all, I, I do agree with Gian. Without all of these players there, uh, and given the circumstances playing away in Orlando where they have struggled, this was not a bad performance by any means. I think it was solid. They got the job done. Not necessarily unlucky to give a goal away. I, I do think that Joseph might have lost the ball in the midfield for Orlando to start that attack. Uh, but I, I think that all in all, this was a decent performance that they're going to look at as a positive going into, obviously, the playoff race in the next couple of games. Uh, but we aren't going to talk about the playoff game for, for a couple of days here because the U.S. Open Cup final is here on Wednesday. And I think that this will give the team a little bit of a confidence boost going into that final. It might have been frustrating. It might have been hard. It might have been tiring. But all in all, they, they escape Orlando with a point and it aids them in their playoff chances. So I do think that overall it was a, a solid performance. Um, I do want to talk also about the, the back line just as a whole because it's been a talking point on most of our post-game shows. And against an Orlando attack and an Orlando team that's been extremely hot as of late, uh, sitting up there at the top of the Eastern – or close to the top of the Eastern Conference, um, I thought the defense, at least in the first half, played really, really well, kept Orlando to zero. Drake wasn't tested as much as he could have been. Unfortunately, Sergey Kristoff comes off with an injury. I'm a little bit concerned about that. Um, I, I really think that it had to do with his head. It was from a corner kick piece that he went down on, and it took some time to get up and, and come off. And luckily, they played with 10 men for the last, the last like, couple minutes in the first half, but they were able to hold out and play strong. Then you saw the uh, substitutions of Kamal Miller and Ryan Saylor for Aviles and Kristoff. Aviles, obviously, in yellow card trouble. I... I I don't think it was as good in the second half. I thought the game was a little bit too open for my liking. But in the first half, with this back line at full health, I think that they are starting to progress back to the form that we saw them in before uh, a couple of games ago where they gave up a couple of games. Do you guys kind of agree with that? Yeah. Well, and I would also – I would say this. This is the biggest indication. I know some people are in the comments are, you know, like they didn't play well. It was tough. It was, you know, sloppy, et cetera. All those things are true, but what I can tell you with absolute certainty is that before July 21st, Inter-Miami will lose this game 100 times out of 100. 
a hundred times out of a hundred, they would lose this match. The fact that they got a point, and like I said, they they had some opportunities to even win, shows the growth of the team and every individual player, the system, the effort, all of those things. So that's just something to think about. I guarantee you they would lose this a hundred times out of a hundred in the past. So you got to understand where we've come from and where we're going. In terms of the back line, I totally agree with you that that especially in the first half, they played really well. Again, I, there were some moments with Aviles I was disappointed with, but they played good in the second half. I think Ryan Saylor did a great job of – had only been playing four minutes since Tata Martino's um, appointment to be the Inter-Miami manager. So over, over three months, he's only played four minutes, and he came in for that second half, and he played immense, right? Like he played really, really well. He did not make any big mistakes – I was very happy with it. And Kamal Miller came in and played a fantastic second half, did exactly what was asked for him when he was on a, his you know, night of rest. So in terms of what we'll see because of Kristoff and because of you know these other factors, I do think we'll see a back four instead of a back five for the final. I know we're not going into that, but I think Aviles will be back starting and Miller as well. I mean, maybe you see Saylor. I don't know, but yeah. So, so overall – they did well with what they had. Like you said, Noah Allen played fantastic. I thought Yedlin did a great job of tracking back more so than he ha- probably has recently. He did much, much more tracking back. And, you know, everyone did what they needed to do to get this result, which was a positive result and what we – I was pleasantly surprised. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I think before – Excellent. Yeah, go ahead. Well, go ahead. Before I let you go, I want to say one thing about Kamal Miller, other than his defending that I actually enjoyed tonight – and I talked about this with Kremeshki and the team not being able to really break the lines and progress the ball. He was looking for so many passes to break the attacking line and the midfield line of Orlando City. He was trying to put the ball into Miami's final third from his position. He was actually excelling at it. I don't know the numbers, but from what I saw, at least I test-wise, I was very impressed with the way that he was trying to progress the ball. And I thought he did a fantastic job at that. I just wish that he pick up the pace a little bit as a defender and I would love to see him start but I think right now I and I don't think that this is a rest in my opinion I, I don't have any confirmation on that but in terms of speculation I don't think this is rest I think he got dropped and I think it was actually the right decision because of how well Noah Allen Kripsov and Adelaide played as a three center back unit go ahead Joe. yeah I actually think the defense played excellent I think that you we have to remember we're playing against the second seed in the east you can't expect them to not generate any goal opportunities that's just not realistic you just because they had a few opportunities where obviously they missed it themselves they're the one they, they could have scored it but that's just part of soccer i mean that's your job and if you you know if you don't score the opportunities that are given to you i mean it happens to every team but all in all the defense did amazing despite some of the opportunities that were given to them um they played good i i understand you know what ashley's saying with without this yeah you have to be more careful especially after having your first yellow card but other than that than that main issue. I think that he did excellent. Um, I think that they were very, uh, they did a really good job of marking. I think a lot of the opportunities that came for Orlando didn't necessarily come because of the defense, but rather because of uh, some of the things that were going on in the midfield. Miller, and that's actually something I was going to say as well. I'm glad you brought it up. Miller did an amazing job of putting those passes out of the back line. It's not the first time we've seen him do it. I just wish he did it more consistently. There's some games where we don't see that. There's some games where he's just incredible at it. And I, I think that one of the reasons that we that we saw more pressure on the defense in the second half is because 
coming into the first, I think in the first half, we saw a more defined back line of five because I think that I, I didn't, I think that Inter didn't expect Orlando City to respect them as much as they did. Remember, by, this, by the first half, they had 50-something possession. I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought Orlando City was going to have most of the possession. They were going to be nonstop attack, but that's not the case. Orlando City respected Inter-Miami a lot more, and I think that when Inter-Miami and Tata realized that, I think that that's when they went into the second half and said, hey, that we can attack a bit more. We can be a bit more free with the ball. We don't have to stay back that much. Taylor went up a lot more than he did in the first half. And I think that obviously that naturally will lend itself to more attacks from Orlando City. And that's why you saw more, more of those. But it was it's like a give and take. They, they, they relented a little bit on the defensive end, but they generated more on the attacking end, I think, in the second half. So I think that that's kind of why the picture was a bit different. But, but all in all, man, you're keeping the top team at home, one of the top teams at home to one goal. You can't be any happier than that. You can't ask more of that from... Uh, your defensive your defensive players, especially when you're missing Alba and you're missing Busquets. I mean, it couldn't have been any better in, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think there were a couple of chances for Orlando too that, that honestly were scarily missed. If I if I'm looking at if I'm looking at it from a, as like if I'm an Orlando fan and I'm saying how did Angulo miss that chance? Why are the shots to Drake Calendar so weak for some of the other ones? Like, I'm really, really saying, man, I think Orlando should have won. But in reality, not every team is going to be 100% efficient 100% of the time. That's not reality. And I think that, to Gian's point, Miami played a heck of a job on the defensive end for the most part of this game. Um, it got a little open in the second half, but really uh, it was a good overall performance. And I do want to touch on what you said about Robert Taylor earlier on when you were giving him his highlight speech, Gian. The way I think it was, it was you were right. It is the right back that he was having to man mark time and time again, the, the Icelandic right back for Orlando City. And that's why you saw a difference in a back four and a back five at times because he was going up and down and up and down while Orlando were pushing four men against Miami's back line. So not only did Orlando respect Miami, but they also thought that, yeah, we're going to go ahead and try and take these one-on-one -on -one chances. Uh, I think right below me right now, by the way, is Christopher McGay and – Robbie Robinson getting their post-game meal. Uh, just a quick little live update there as they walk off on the field. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I thought he did a, a really good job tactically because that is a tough role to play. You don't know if you're going to be a defender all the time. You don't know if you're going to be an attacker all the time. And he's got to go back and forth and making those decisions to pick up that Orlando player who, in reality, without Robert Taylor, would have been given a ton of space because the midfield was a little bit too, too narrow and probably would have started a lot more Lando attacks. But in reality, I do think Robert Taylor did a good job, and he helped on the defensive end in the left-wing rec role. We, we've seen him as a right-wing back now. We've seen him as a right-winger now. We've seen him as a left-winger now, and now a left-wing back. So that's four positions now uh, under Robert Taylor's belt just this season. He's played as a number eight, by the way, and a number 10, and a striker under Phil Neville. So he's really just covering every single part of the pitch in his career. career. Kudos, kudos to the Finnish guy. Um, before I have to head out, guys, anything – that you want to add about Inter Miami's performance tonight against Orlando. I'll go ahead in a little bit and cover what is going on with the playoff situation and preview the, the U.S. Open Cup final in a couple of days' time on the podcast. So if you haven't already, make sure you download the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, Google as well. Just type in Messi in the search bar. It'll come right up. And if you want to get it on YouTube as well, you can subscribe. You have five reasons sports. Turn on the notifications we post here uh, on post games and our recorded podcast sessions. So that would be... Uh, awesome for us. We'd really, really appreciate it. 
but actually, give me your your wrap up thoughts here about into Miami tonight and what you see going forward into the U.S. Open Cup final. Yeah, so a, a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I think I forgot to mention my top player was obviously Robbie Robinson. Um, no, I'm kidding. But but to be fair to him, he did he did a good. I think he did a good job when he was subbed in on on all in all honesty. Um, I would really, I really hope we don't see Joseph in the starting lineup on Wednesday. And it's and it's hard because you do you know the value of Joseph in certain aspects like the shot he took that's a striker's finish you know he he shot it when he was running the opposite direction with his weak foot and it was a fantastic strike and it led to the goal there's no denying that but he just he doesn't he's not adding anything to the team he's not adding and and tonight's game you understand because we were shorthanded but there's a handful of of you know forward players I'd rather see than Joseph play in all honesty and so I really hope for this final, you know, obviously Messi, it's a question mark. Like we have said, we believe he's going to play, but I just, it, I, I hope he doesn't, I, I don't think he deserves a starting role in a final. And I hope Tata sees that too, because for the most part, Tata has been making really good decisions, good formations, getting the most out of the players he has available. So that's important to me to see. And then, you know, Kramaski, I agree. I think he had some low moments in the game, but he's 18 years old. They're still asking so much of him. He, as opposed to a couple games ago where he really kind of like the game got away with from him, I think he was able to keep a good level of his play and and you know step up when needed. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see the lineup we get on Wednesday. Obviously, heavily depending on the big three. You may see a back five with Alba and Allen both play. You know, you don't know because Allen's been playing so well. So, yeah, that, that's kind of my thoughts is that Fadias, again, immense. I expect to see him in the starting lineup on Wednesday. Campana, I expect to see in the starting lineup on Wednesday. And same for Robert Taylor. So it will it really will be interesting to see how Tata lines up uh, for this game. But overall, good performance by Inter Miami. Got the point, did what they need to do, are keeping the playoffs in their own hands. And, you know, we continue. Yeah, I'll I'll just I'll be I'll, I'll be quick. Um, so I, I just think that this was a great game uh, as far as being a, con- a confidence booster for Inter Miami and for the the rest of the team outside of the big three. Uh, just knowing that they can hold it down while their vets are are being rested, knowing that they stole a point from Orlando because that's what it is. If if you're Orlando, you have to. I think that you need to come out with your three points. So the fact that we stole the point kept our playoff push alive, and ultimately. We um, left that game without any serious injuries, which is also a, a plus other than obviously Kristoff uh, with hopefully is just a headache from that knock on the head. But other than that, I think, again, come out with a point, confidence, playoff push, somewhat healthy or pretty healthy and just ahead of a, a really important game. So all in all, good stuff. All right, so everybody tuned in. Thank you so much for listening, as always. We will be back with you guys very shortly uh, before Wednesday with our U.S. Open Cup final preview show. Make sure you stick around for all the content. Follow us on Twitter for all the updates, at Messi and Co. And like I said, for YouTube, uh, just make sure you subscribe to Five Reasons Sports and turn on the notifications. We're always posting our podcasts and post-game shows here. And if you want to listen on our podcast platforms, go ahead and search up Messi on either Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, on Spotify, whatever it is. Find the logo that you see in the top right corner. Do us a favor, follow the show, download the episodes, and rate it if you can. It would be awesome. Before we go, let's hear from one more 
of our uh, podcast sponsors, and we'll see you guys next time. Are you ready to transform your space into a masterpiece? Introducing Mosaics, your destination for stones and more. Mosaics is a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years. With the best quality porcelain, ceramic tiles, and high-end mosaics featuring unique modern designs, Mosaics has everything you need. Dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors, and a passion for excellence. Make sure you visit mosaics.com today to turn your vision into a reality.